brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Election College, episode 262. Ida Saxton McKinley. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for election college, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Hey, Ben, we've given Ida Saxton McKinley some airtime, more than a lot of presidents, actually. But now it's time to dedicate this episode to you, Ida. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun because, you know, we have been doing these uh, First Lady episodes, and sometimes I feel really terrible because, you know, we give the presidents, we give them two full episodes, and sure, by virtue of their position, that makes sense. We almost always only ever give the First Lady one episode, and even the vice president's only one episode usually. And that's there's less to say, but you know they're also not in the elected realm, not quite as important. But Ida McKinley definitely had a huge impact on uh, William's life and the way his duties worked and everything. So if you've listened to the past episodes about William McKinley, you probably know a little bit about that. If you haven't, hopefully we can fill you in. Yeah, what's wrong with you anyway? Yeah, for real, guys. Why don't you listen to the old episodes? <laughs> so Ida Saxton was born in Canton, Ohio in 1847. Now, she's the daughter of James Saxton, who was a prominent banker there in Canton. And her grandfather, John Saxton, founded the Repository, which is still around. It's the newspaper there in Canton, Ohio. Her mom, she's Catherine, and... You know, they made sure that Ida got a good education. Yeah, and so Ida actually uh, ended up going to a finishing school at one point. So they were fairly well off for Ida to go to a uh, a finishing school. Because if you're not familiar, a finishing school is like uh, women would go there, or women or you know, young girls or um, girls getting ready to enter into polite society, essentially would go to a finishing school and it basically would teach them like how to interact in society and how to be a lady and uh, you know by the definitions of, of what that was at the time and how to impress men to want to marry you like that that's the kind of things that you learned at a finishing school as well as like manners and things that you maybe hadn't been introduced to uh, up to that point so you kind of had to be uh, a little bit well off to be able to go to one of those schools. Yeah. So there she is. She's refined. She's attractive. All of the stuff that a future president could ask for, right? Um, She meets William, who she called Bill, at a picnic. Because where else better to meet somebody in 1867 than at a picnic? Seems appropriate to me. 
yeah, I mean, I'm sure a picnic sounds like fun. Ben, I don't even think I would know how to do a picnic anymore. Like when I was little, uh huh. do you picnic at all? Like, does the family say, hey, let's go to the park and have a picnic? Not really. I mean, occasionally that's that's happened, but uh, we're at the point now where... If uh, if we eat in the living room and Egan gets to bring his little table into the room, he calls that a picnic because um, we're eating somewhere besides the, the table in the kitchen or the dining room. But yeah, actual picnics, probably not so much. Yeah, I'm sure picnics were more of a, you know, the town gets together, has a picnic. Does your town have a picnic? I think mine tries to every now and then. <laughs> and it works out sometimes. I remember... When the all-star game was here in Cincinnati, they tried to do something special for that. But That'd be I cool. was like, I was like, Hey, I can see the game better in my living room. <laughs> Let me go back. Yeah. So anyway, they get married, William and I, they get married. That's uh, what happens when you go to picnics. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he's 27. She's 23. And they get married in 1871 at the first Presbyterian church. And that's uh, there in Canton, and it's still under construction when they get married. And uh, the, after they get married, they go and head out on a trip, you know, like a honeymoon kind of thing. Because that's what you did. That's right. And kind of a lot of people still do that. Yeah. So Ida, you know, she's doing well and everything, but then she loses it. And what I mean by losing it is she becomes so physically ill because of tragedy striking her household. She has two daughters with William and her mom dies. Her two daughters die within a short period of time. She develops epilepsy and she will continue this for the rest of her life. She'll have seizures uh, at in public. Um, when William was elected, to be the governor of Ohio at the inaugural ball. She has a seizure and she's basically dependent on others for the rest of her life. Right. And so she is, you know, what we would consider um, handicapped or something like that, but she's still able to, to work and to do things that she wants to that are hobbies. Uh, she was known pretty well for crocheting slippers and she would give them away to people. She would sell them for a decent amount. She would uh, put them up for charity auctions, essentially, and give them the kids, you know, that for charities. So it still kept her busy and she was able to do that. And there are a lot of stories about how uh, when, William McKinley was in the presidency, she would sit in the room that was like adjacent to him and with the door open, just where she could see him working at his desk and sit there and knit. And uh, they spent a lot of time together that way. <laughs> yeah, there's even a story, and I mentioned this or alluded to it in our conversation with Robert Mary, the author of the President McKinley book, um, which you should definitely pick up. Yeah, for sure. There's an instance where, well, this was not an instance. This was just every day, and it became quite the tourist thing. If you went to Columbus, Ohio, when William was the governor, he would cross the street from their apartment that they had, head in, into the Capitol building. He'd turn around and wave to her, and she'd wave back. And then every afternoon, uh, he would look out the window, and she would look out the window and, you know, wave. It's kind of a sweet thing, again, 
she was much loved by her husband. And even though she was very supportive of his political ambitions and was a big driver behind that, he made sure that he took time, even if it was for just a few moments each day. So in addition to developing epilepsy, uh, Ida also had you know, quite a bit of emotional turmoil. Her first daughter, Catherine, was born on Christmas Day in 1871, and this is when they were still back in Canton, Ohio. You know, uh, William was off busy being a, a lawyer. And, of course, you know, they adore her. She's great. Uh, so then, of course, you know, the second kid is going to come along, and just before that, uh, Ida's mother passes away about two weeks before that. And so the the baby was named Ida as well, but she had, you know, a really traumatic, difficult delivery and only lived about four months after that. And so obviously Ida is incredibly grief stricken and um, pretty much believes that God was punishing her. And they said that uh, after that point, Ida only stepped from, from that point in the to the rest of her life, only stepped into church twice, and one was not by her own will. So uh, she was pretty uh, she was pretty devout before that, and uh, at that point really said that she didn't want to have anything else to do with, with God because she believed he was punishing her. Mm. And to top it all off, in June of 1875, Katie becomes ill with typhoid fever and dies within days of contracting this. And Ida is shattered. The marriage, like most marriages, when you lose one child, uh, suffers because, you know, both kids are gone. And these were, and I can't imagine uh, what that was like to lose two children. Um, Ida suffers an epileptic seizure. The president is so gentle with her. Um, He places a handkerchief over her face uh, to cover uh, her contorted features on her face. And um, whenever that would pass, he would remove it and act like nothing ever happened. But Ida kept a picture of Katie on the wall of her bedroom for the rest of her life. This, this was just a tragic as well. Ben, it's just tragic whenever we talk about first ladies in the 1800s, but yeah, for uh, sure. it, it does continue with Ida. So, President McKinley, whenever he gets into office, into the presidency, uh, he breaks tradition. Usually at the big state dinners, you know, everybody's sitting around those big long tables and uh, the, the president sits on one end and the first lady sits on the other. And because he wanted to be able to take care of his wife, because, uh, you know, she needed him, uh, he made sure that she sat right next to him, which was just doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but was kind of crazy at the time. And uh, people would notice how much he cared for her and how gentle he was with her whenever she was uh, having a seizure or about to having a seizure. And uh, Senator Mark Hanna at one point said that it was he was so devoted to her that it was almost kind of a problem. He said, quote, President McKinley has made it pretty hard for the rest of us husbands here in Washington, end quote. So it was definitely noted that, that he cared about his wife. We've heard about the famed tour of the country that the McKinleys go on after the second inauguration of the president in 1901, but she becomes ill while in San Francisco. They were planning to head up to the Northwest, and that was canceled. 
she proceeds on the trip with him to Buffalo, where he was assassinated. She was not there um, when the the shot was fired, and McKinley um, subsequently died from wounds sustained. But she loses much of her will to go on. Um, she does not attend the funeral. Her health erodes, and she heads back to Canton and was cared for by her younger sister. She visited his temporary grave every single day of her life until she dies. Yeah, she passed away a little less than six years after he did uh, in May of 1907. And, of course, they bury them together in the McKinley Memorial Mausoleum, which was built um, after his initial burial. So built as kind of a memorial to him. And then, of course, the two young girls um, who were their children were also brought there to that mausoleum as well later on. Yeah, so the Saxton family, they were kind of a big deal in Canton. And they had a huge house right there in the middle of town. And that house is now part of the First Lady's National Historic Site. So if you're really a big fan of First Ladies, head over to Canton and check it out. Definitely. And yeah, we know every episode ends with someone passing away, but we hope it gives you kind of an idea of... uh, I mean, there's a lot of cool First Ladies and there's a lot of cool presidents, but it just when I think about presidents who really encapsulate like what it is to be a good husband and a, a good friend and a good carer for, that's not even a word, but you know, caregiver, uh, it's William McKinley and, and the way he was able to, to treat, uh, Ida, uh, during his time, uh, during their time together and, uh, during their marriage. So that's about it for the McKinleys. I'm sure we're going to be referring to them later on in the podcast, just because, he doesn't get a lot of credit. It's a That's strange true. thing. Yeah, largely forgotten about somehow. But you know what? If you want to make sure that Election College Podcast is never forgotten about, just leave us a review on iTunes. It will cement us in the brains of everyone forever, or at least something like that. Head on over to electioncollege.com slash review, or just go right into iTunes on your phone. We know a lot of you are listening there. It doesn't take that long. Just do it, and it'll make us really, really happy. Yeah, and while you're on the internet, go ahead and interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Believe it or not, we are there waiting for you right now. It's really all we do. Just sit there and wait. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll see you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.